If you're going from month to month, realizing that you're not making any real progress on your business goals, there's a simple planning routine that can help you get unstuck. It's called a CEO day. A CEO day is one day that I set aside each month to step outside of the day-to-day of my business, reflect on what's really going on, and create a strategic plan to move my business forward one month at a time. This is always one of the best days of my month. As a service provider, it's so easy to get caught up in the day-to-day and lose sight of the big picture goals you have for your business. Having a CEO day to me feels like coming up for a breath of fresh air, and I made a free guide that will give you a step-by-step plan for how to structure your next CEO day so you can get that same fresh start feeling in your business. You can grab the Build Your Own CEO Day checklist at www.jadeboyd.co backslash CEO day, or grab the link in the show notes. That's www.jadeboyd.co backslash CEO day. Now back to the show. Before you try to take your business to the next level, and before you try to put processes and systems in place, before you try to take control of your schedule or your to-do list, you need to get clear on what you want, what your version of success looks like. Welcome to the Business Minimalist Podcast, a podcast about redefining productivity for the modern woman in business and finding ways to work smarter, not harder, in business and life. I'm your host, Jade Boyd. I'm an MBA, business strategist, and mentor who helps overwhelmed business owners simplify and scale their service-based businesses with strategy and systems. On this podcast, we'll explore simple ways to earn more while working less. If you're ready to scale your business, bring order to chaos, ditch the busy work, and make space for what really matters, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Business Minimalist Podcast. So today I'm going to start by telling you something kind of embarrassing about myself. I mean, what is podcasting? I mean, at least for me, if it's not just a series of telling embarrassing stories about myself so you can learn from them. But in 2015, I was working in student affairs full-time at the University of Iowa here in Iowa City, where I still live. And I loved my coworkers and a lot of parts about my job, but overall, I wasn't feeling happy or fulfilled in my role. And I know many of you have experienced the same thing. I, at the time, was waking up early each morning, making myself breakfast, and then getting back in bed and watching an episode of something before I got ready for work each day. And after work, I would fall into the same routine. The sad and embarrassing thing about that is that that routine was the best part of my day, escaping from my life. And looking back, I realized I must have been a highly functional, somewhat depressed person, but it just felt normal to me at the time. And two of the shows that I was watching at that time were How to Get Away with Murder and Suits, both lawyer legal stories both stories about going to law school and being lawyers. And yes, I know that the legal industry doesn't actually work the way it does in drama TV shows, but I saw that the main characters in those shows had something that I didn't. They had passion, purpose, and engagement in their lives. They weren't escaping. And now here's where it gets interesting. So one of my supervisors at the time was an Iowa Law School graduate. And although he wasn't working in law, he was in program management. He was still using the skills and knowledge he gained in law school every single week in his work. And this is kind of where I lost my way and convinced myself that I could find purpose and fulfillment by pursuing a career in law. 
And my mind desperately tried to connect the dots. It took me back to high school when my English teacher pulled me aside and told me, Jade, you're a great writer. I think you're going to make an excellent lawyer someday. And my mind also took me back to the time in undergrad when I won $3,000 for getting first place in this ethics essay contest. My intro to law class forced us to enter the contest. And since I won, I thought maybe it was confirming what my teacher told me. Maybe I would make a great lawyer someday. And finally, at the time that all of this was rolling around in my head, I picked up and read Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson. And if you haven't read the book, there's also a movie, which is great. You're missing out. Just go go read it. Go watch it. Go listen to his TED Talk if you're short on time. And you'll see how by listening to him and learning about his career, I convinced myself that I too could find purpose in a career in law. So what did I do? I spent two years convincing myself that I should go to law school. I took the LSAT twice. I probably spent over $1,000 on exam fees, LSAT prep materials, law school application fees, and endless hours studying. And I was accepted to a few law schools, including Iowa Law here in Iowa City, which was my number one choice since I have family in this area and wanted to stick around. And here's where my saving grace came in. So by the time all of this was coming to a close, it was April 2017. So I was deciding which school I was going to enroll in for that same fall semester, which was kind of late for law school. And as I was going through the application process at the last minute, I wondered maybe I should get a dual degree and get my MBA. There's a JD MBA program here at the University of Iowa. At least there was. And so a JD law school takes three years and an MBA takes two years, but you could get both in four years. So you could shave a year off and save a little bit of money if you're doing the joint degree program. So... I decided to apply for the MBA program too. The only MBA program I applied to. And when I went through the MBA application process, something clicked for me. The interview just felt really easy. It felt natural. It felt enjoyable. I was excited not only for what I might be able to do after I graduated, but what I got to do in the program, the classes that I could take within the program itself. And I was reminded of how much I loved business, entrepreneurship, how much I loved studying marketing as an undergrad. And business has just always made sense to me. And I realized that I had just wasted two years of my life pursuing something that was somebody else's passion and purpose. It didn't matter how many hours I spent studying, what I scored on my LSAT, how many applications I filled out, or even how many scholarships I got. I learned that efficiency and progress and even achieving goals do not always mean that you're being productive or successful. And this begs the question, can you be successful in a job that you're not passionate about? And my answer would be yes and no. Yes, I'm going to use my example here to bring this to life a little bit. So yes, I do believe that I could have brute forced my way through law school, found a job, made a decent living... However, that is not my version of success. And that is not what I'm super passionate about. It would not come naturally to me. I would have been trading time for money, working long hours, and probably ended in the same situation that I was in before I quit my job in the first place. No matter how much money I would have made as a lawyer, no matter how many promotions I got, I don't think I ever would have felt successful. 
And I think the same is true for business owners. No matter how successful your business is, if you're not passionate about your work or the life that it's enabling you to live, you probably are not going to feel like a success at the end of the day or at the end of the year. Your business can meet all of the success standards that other people will place on you, whether that's 10K months or 20K course launches, fully booked mini sessions, a full coaching roster. That doesn't mean your business is successful or productive. In fact, you can hit milestone after milestone while building a business that is counterproductive to your overall success. Because there's a difference between being efficient, between achieving things, between hitting goals, and being truly productive. Aligning your business to your passion is productive. It's not just about hitting goals. It's about hitting the right goals, goals that matter. So building a business that doesn't align to your passions, strengths, lifestyle goals, purpose is not productive no matter how much you achieve because pursuing someone else's version of success is unsustainable. It's a waste of your time and energy and eventually you're going to hit a wall, whether that's burnout or the realization that you need to make a drastic change in your life and your business. I think so much of the conversation about being productive as a business owner is about organizing your to-do list or setting up systems, making workflows, or quote-unquote, taking control of your schedule. And those are all helpful pieces of the puzzle. They are, and I teach those things too, but they're small pieces of the puzzle and they are not the first piece that you should put into place. If you try to start with those things, it's like you're skipping to the last chapter of a book and missing all of the foundational elements that make that advice relevant. So before you try to take your business to the next level, and before you try to put processes and systems in place, before you try to take control of your schedule or your to-do list, you need to get clear on what you want, what your version of success looks like. Angela Duckworth, who literally wrote the book on grit, says that grit is passion and perseverance for long-term goals. And in her book, she explains that people with passion tend to remain committed to the same goals for months and years at a time. Growing a successful business takes grit. It is a long-term commitment. It doesn't happen overnight. Although there are those overnight success stories, for most people, that's not going to happen. It takes perseverance. It takes passion. It takes grit. It's an important key element in reaching high, hard goals. And so I want to dig a little bit more into the research behind passion and productivity because I think that the advice like follow your passion, it sounds a little bit woo-woo or even irresponsible. But there's a lot of research that backs up the role that passion plays in productivity, especially for business owners. And I discovered Melissa Cardone's work or Cardone. I'm not sure how you pronounce her last name. I discovered her work recently while reading Talk Like Ted, which is a book about TED Talks and how you can communicate your message more clearly and in a more interesting way. For anybody who speaks as part of your business, I would highly recommend it. Or really anybody who presents, does workshops or educates or needs to get a point across. The book is phenomenal. But that's where I discovered Melissa's work. And she is a Pace University management professor and published a groundbreaking study titled The Nature and Experience of Entrepreneurial Passion in 2009. So it was a while ago. And through her research, she defined what entrepreneurial passion is, the effects it has on businesses, and how you can actually measure it. 
So she defines entrepreneurial passion as a positive, intense feeling that you experience for something that is profoundly meaningful for you as an individual. She also clarifies that your entrepreneurial passion should feel core to who you are. You can't help but think about it, but talk about it because it's almost part of your identity. And don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. Let's not wrap up our identities in our businesses. We've definitely talked about that before on the podcast. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying and what I think Melissa is saying is that the things that you're truly passionate about, they don't go away. They tend to stick with you even when you try to convince yourself that you're not passionate about them and you shouldn't pursue them and apply to law school instead. (laughs) They don't come and go in phases. You can probably look back on past seasons of your life, all the way back to your childhood even, and see how that passionate thread is running through your story. Want to find a better way to tackle your to-do list? I created the task batching workbook just for you, the busy business owner trying to stay on top of all the things in your business. This workbook will take you through my step-by-step process for batching my tasks so you can free up time, stress less, and say goodbye to the dozen sticky notes cluttering up your desktop. You can grab the workbook for free using the link in the show notes or visiting www.jadeboyd.co backslash task batching workbook. That's www.jadeboyd.co backslash task batching workbook. In just a few short minutes, you can make a plan to batch your tasks and schedule them in your calendar. Get started by heading to the show notes and grabbing your task batching workbook today. And here are a few things that result from entrepreneurial passion. First, you have increased energy. Business owners with passion for their work have more energy. And what does it take to be productive? Time? Yes. Focus? Yes. Energy? Yes. If you don't have energy to show up for your work, it's not going to happen. And we all have limited amounts of energy, but people with passion for their work, they have more energy. That is a competitive advantage. Second, you have more commitment to your goals, going back to grit, passion, and perseverance, being committed to your goals over the long term. Third, you have more creativity. What superpower is there as a business owner than the ability to be creative, to do things differently, to be unique, to go your own way, to solve problems in interesting ways? Competitive advantage, creativity. People with passion have more creativity. People with passion are more likely to set higher goals. They're not okay with the status quo. If I was in law, I know that my goals would be like bare minimum. I'll do what it takes to get through the day. Nothing more. I'm not going to be going above and beyond in something that I'm not passionate about. So people with passion, they set higher goals. Fifth thing is persistence. People with passion have greater persistence. Again, tying it back to grit, passion, and perseverance. It's grit. They get through hard things. They don't quit when things go wrong. They don't quit after a bad day. They keep going because they can't help it. Again, it's almost core to who they are. They're so passionate about it that they're able to persist through the hard things that might make you give up if you're not passionate about what you're doing. And you guys, after I decided to get my MBA, you know this story if you've been here. Then I started a photography business and tried to convince myself that I was passionate about brand photography. And I was not able to persist as a photographer Because every time I had a hard day or a session didn't go the way that I wanted it to, I honestly, I couldn't persist through that. And it is a whole different story now that I've aligned my business to productivity and business strategy, things that I can't help 
but show up for. I have much fewer hard days, honestly, because I'm doing work that's more aligned to what I'm really good at and what I really care about. But on the days where things go wrong or things are hard or I'm struggling with mindset or something comes up in my business that I need to handle and it's stressful, I get over those things a lot more quickly. And I don't question whether or not I should quit my business altogether. That never plays in my mind anymore. But as a photographer, I would say at least once a month, I would have a situation where I was just like, this isn't worth it. Should I just quit and get a job? That happened in my mind all the time. And that doesn't happen for me anymore. So number five, people with passion, entrepreneurial passion specifically, have greater persistence. Six, your business will record better performance. So talking about productivity and getting results, if you're passionate about what you do, you're more likely to have better performance. And she doesn't say specifically what that is. But thinking about performance metrics in general, things like your bottom line, how much profit you have, how much you're paying yourself, your marketing metrics, the level to which you get in your business in terms of status or influence, I would consider all of those things to be performance metrics. But she just says, overall, will record better performance. And lastly, you're more likely to get investor funding when you're passionate for what you do. And passion is contagious. People can tell if you like what you do, if you care about it, if you're passionate about it. And for investors, I don't know about you, but if I was investing in a business, I would want to invest in somebody that I thought was going to go the long haul. Because again, business is a long-term game. So it makes sense to me why business owners who are passionate and show that passion are more likely to get funded by investors. Okay, so bringing this whole thing full circle. So toward the end of my MBA program, I asked one of my favorite professors to review my resume. And in contrast with that high school teacher who told me that my writing ability would make me into a great lawyer, this professor told me something very different. He said, Jade, it's clear that you can write and you can speak and you could do anything you wanted to do. What a contrast. What I learned from this is that different people will have different opinions about what you should do or what you could do, but you need to trust your internal compass. Look for those arrows in your life that are pointing you in the right direction and in your story that are pointing you in the right direction. And yes, seek advice, get perspective, but make sure you're filtering that advice through what you know to be true about yourself. Okay, some last thoughts about pursuing your passion. So I just want to remind you, I can't remind you enough, productivity isn't only about how much you get done or even what you achieve. It's about the person you're becoming and the life that you're building. So the business milestone is not the goal. The career accolades are not the goal. The goal is that you become more fully yourself that you are living a life and building a business that's true to you and that you're finding a way to make the highest contribution to the world. That is going to feel like success and that will feel productive. The real goal is to build a life and to enable yourself to live a life through what your business can accomplish. Live a life that you don't want to escape from by waking up at 6am to watch TV or scrolling social media or holding out until that next vacation or numbing yourself with food or alcohol. A successful and productive business is going to enable you to live a life, yes, outside of work, but inside of work too. We spend so much time in our businesses, so much time in our jobs that it's not productive to do something that you don't care about. And yes, I understand that that is a privilege 
And most people listening to this will have the privilege, even if it's a small shift in your business, to lean into something that you're more passionate about. And when you're good at something, when you care about it, that's when you're going to be the most successful. Like we looked at in those studies showing what happens when you're passionate about your work as a business owner. So some practical next steps for pursuing your passion as a business owner. For the majority of business owners, I would not say that it's a good move to fire all of your clients and make a hard pivot and try to build a more aligned business next week. So if you're finding yourself in this place where you feel out of alignment and your work isn't really lighting you up like it used to, here are a few less drastic next steps that you should consider. Three things. First, get curious. Clarity on your passion and purpose starts with introspection. So get quiet and check in with yourself. Ask yourself the hard questions. Answer those questions honestly. Do you like the business that you're building? Do you like the life that you're living? Are you passionate about your work? Are you able to show up as fully yourself in your business or does it feel a little bit inauthentic? Get curious and let yourself sit in that uncomfortable question and let those answers soak in for a little while. The first thing that I ask my coaching clients to do in my onboarding process is to fill out an assessment. It's a business assessment, but also a personal assessment that asks them hard questions and helps me understand if the foundational pieces are in place for them to build a highly productive business. If they're not, that's definitely the conversation that we start with. So start there. Second, get some perspective. If you are not a very introspective person and it's really hard for you to sit down, you could talk about those questions out loud with somebody else or you could ask for other people's perspectives on what they see in your business and in your life too. People who know you really well and people that you trust. So get an objective perspective by talking to people. So this could be a peer, mentor, a therapist, anyone who knows you well and will be honest with you. And in my own business, I knew I wasn't passionate about brand photography and it took two really intentional conversations with my friend Erica, who was just on the podcast a few weeks ago. We met for coffee and she affirmed my strength. She looked at my assessment and reminded me that systems, organization, productivity, strategy, the way that I think about business, the way that I live my life, those aren't normal for most people or the majority of people Those are special things that I have to contribute. And even though they come naturally to me, sometimes those are the hardest things to see because the things that you're passionate about, they might not seem like big things or important things. And sometimes it's good to get perspective and somebody else to speak into your life. It's hard to see the forest through the trees. And second, my friend Mariah Danielson, who is one of the very first people I invited on the podcast, we had the episode Find Your Why. And she does Y Discovery sessions. And I did a Y Discovery session with her about a year and a half ago, maybe. And she is the person who helped me put words to my passion and how I show up in every area of my life. And my why is to help others bring order to chaos so they can live a life of freedom and intention. And that is how I show up in every area of my life, in my marriage, in my friendships, in a church setting, in my community group, and in my business, helping other people bring order to chaos. It's what I'm passionate about. It's my contribution. And it's funny because I could like kind of know that, I could kind of see it, but there's something really powerful about having the words to put 
to what your why is, to what the direction you're headed might be, to why you're showing up every day. And those two conversations, again, it was hard to get there myself, no matter how much I thought about it, no matter how much I journaled about it. And sometimes you just need somebody else to speak into your business and to give you some perspective on what's happening. And tip number three for taking small steps towards pursuing your passion is to start where you're at and lean into the passions in whatever capacity you can right now where you're at. Take the first step and take a step in the right direction, even if it's small. Make a list of the things that light you up that you could talk about for hours, brainstorm ways that you could lean into those passions today. Without making huge changes to your life, just small ways you can lean into your passions right now. Maybe you read a book or take a course or just do some research or put your knowledge into practice in some other way. Like for example, if interior design is something that you're passionate about, like I am, maybe it's not the business you currently have, but it's something you're interested in. You could subscribe to a magazine, to a blog, to the Magnolia Network, which I really love. You could book your next vacation at a place that really inspires you. You could decide to tackle an interior design project in your own home or for a friend. And at the end of the day, you might realize that that's not a passion that you want to turn into a business. And that's okay. You can't turn all of your passions into a business, no matter how much we might love to do different things and explore variety. Some of your passions will remain as passions, as interests, as hobbies, and that's okay too. But take small actions and lean into your passions and see what happens. You'll never find clarity on which passions you should pursue as a career or how you could integrate them into your business in small ways without trying them. So last, last thoughts. I think as business owners, we can all agree that staying in a job or a business you hate just because it pays the bills is not a good use of your time in the long run. It might be the only option you have for now, but it's not going to be sustainable and is not going to be a good use of your time for the long run. It's not a good way to invest your life in the long run. And this is my passion. I'm passionate about helping women unlock their highest levels of productivity to build productive businesses, yes, but also build lives that feel productive, that feel good. So we're not just talking about automating your client workflow or packaging scalable offers or setting up ClickUp, although those are all things that might need to be done. But we start by leaning into your passions. I'm passionate about helping business owners build businesses and lives they love. And that is a phrase that is way overused. So if you're a copywriter with something more interesting than that, I'm open to suggestions. But at the end of the day, that really is what I'm passionate about doing. Helping business owners bring order to chaos. Yes, in like the physical day-to-day operations of their business, but also the internal chaos that is not going to go away when you set up systems and processes if your business isn't built on a foundation that's sustainable, that's aligned to the life that you want to build, that's aligned to things that you care about, to things that you're good at, to your purpose, to your passion. So if this is the place that you find yourself in right now, building a business that you know is unsustainable, the next round of my coaching program is kicking off on May 1st, 2023. The Business Edit Coaching Program is the new name, which perfectly describes what this program is all about. It's a 12-week coaching program for creative business owners, think photographers, designers, coaches, writers, who are really ready to break that cycle of overwhelm and step off the hamster wheel where they're making a lot of movement, trying a bunch of things, checking off a bunch of to-dos, but not really getting anywhere. 
I help business owners break out of that cycle and start building a business that actually gives them the freedom, the flexibility, the lifestyle that they crave. So if you're feeling stuck in your business right now, you don't have to stay there. Take the next step and apply for the Business Edit Coaching Program today. I have two spots left at the moment and I do expect them to book out. So if you're interested in applying, hit that link in the show notes and submit your application today. It'll only take five minutes or less. And I'm happy to meet with you and do a discovery call and make sure that this is the best fit for you and your business based on the stage that you're in. So it doesn't hurt to apply, even if you're on the fence. I love meeting with new business owners and I'm happy to give whatever advice I can in those 30 minutes on the discovery call and help to get you started on that path in the right direction. And if this isn't for you, but you know other creative business owners who are in this place where they feel stuck in their business, either they're not passionate about the work that they're doing or they are passionate about the work that they're doing, but they're not organized, they don't have systems and they're feeling overwhelmed and stressed by the amount of work that's falling on their plate, send them my way. And I would love to have them apply for the program or reach out to me and schedule a discovery call so that I could chat with them. Again, this is what I'm passionate about. I'm not worried about meeting with people for 30 minutes because I love what I do. I'm passionate about what I do. And like I said, I have two spots left for this round. And I would love to meet you or other business owners who are in this place. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Business Minimalist Podcast. I will see you here next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Business Minimalist Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd be so grateful if you'd rate it on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening today. Your rating and review will help more small business owners discover helpful episodes each week. Don't forget to check out the show notes for the tools and resources mentioned in today's episode because good ideas don't grow businesses, action does. And if you want more business minimalist tips and resources, head on over to Instagram and follow me at jadeboyd.co. I'd love to hear what you took away from today's episode. I'll see you next time on the Business Minimalist Podcast.